Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic, fabulous, epic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostess, <laughs> Gaia Morissette, and um, welcome to My Orgasmic Life. So a couple of different things before we get into our topic today. Uh, number one, today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. T. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun to just say tea. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I can entertain myself. Anyways, okay, moving on. Uh, the second thing I want to talk to you about is today is part one. And as I've been doing for the last, I don't know, three or four months, is that we do a two-part series um, every, every month. Um, the first part is open and free uh, for my listeners. The second part is exclusive content um, that only if you are a patron of my Patreon um, can you have access. For as little as $5 a month, you can have part two of this one and all the other episodes, (laughs) as well as all sorts of awesome other bonuses and content. So uh, if you're interested the, the, it'll be how to join will be in the show notes at the end of the show. Okay. So today we're going to talk about masturbation while in relationships. And this one is, uh, this topic is, uh, is exciting and amazing, but also carries a lot of, um, how do I want to say this? Carries a lot of potential um, hurt and uh, old betrayals and fear and insecurities and all sorts of stuff. So I want to talk about in part one, we're going to talk about um, just an overview of the good, the bad, the ugly. And in part two, um, I'm going to, for the exclusive content for Patreon, I am going to talk about how do we actually fix the bad and the ugly so that they don't live in our relationship anymore. All right, so let's get started. Masturbation. So let's start with masturbation. Whacking off, you know, (laughs) rubbing one out. (laughs) Flicking the beaver. Um. So masturbation in itself can be very challenged. Uh, there, it could be a lot of shame that's attached to it, um, depending on what your experience has been. Um, there can be a lot of uh, belief systems around masturbation is uh, dirty and wrong. Uh, masturbation, and of course, these are belief systems. These are not what I believe, but these are belief systems that people might be carrying with them. Um, another belief system around masturbation is that you only masturbate when you're single because you can't get partner sex. It's it's this construct around that. And none of those things support us. So here is let's talk let's let's reclaim masturbation. Let's own masturbation. Let's let's look at it from a new perspective. And again, if this conversation is triggering, it may trigger you, okay? then please do what you need to do to take care of yourself. I lovingly invite you, if you can, listen to the whole episode. 
because there's going to be, I promise you, there's going to be some new ideas that might help you shift out of this place, may help you support you to feeling and reclaiming your own sexuality and your own power and, you know, reclaiming that for you. Okay. And also helping you within, you know, the distress that might be causing in your relationship. So even though it may be uncomfortable and you might be like, fuck you, Gaia, (laughs) I lovingly invite you, if you can, stay till the end, all right? And if at the end you still don't feel like there's any movement and you're like, this isn't serving me anymore, then please reach out to me. You can find me at GaiaMorissette.com, okay? All right, so let's talk about masturbation. Masturbation is fantastic. You know why masturbation is fantastic? Because it is the foundation of who we are as a sexual being. That's right. Foundation. Key ingredient. As a sexual being, masturbation is a key player in our abilities to evolve as a sexual human being throughout our life. Okay? That's how important it is. It is like the most important thing of all of our sexuality is being able to have a healthy sexual relationship with ourselves and in that healthy sexual relationship with ourselves and discovering who we are developing who we are developing as we our bodies change throughout time as our minds change and our constructs change what we find sexy now um, it may be different from what we find sexy in the future Um, it's in the realm of masturbation that we play a lot of these things out in a safe containment space, okay? And even when you are in a relationship, even if your relationship is smoking hot and you're like humping like bunnies all over the place, it's very important to still have a sexual relationship with ourselves. Okay, so I just, I just broke through a lot of core values and core belief systems. So just take a moment. I want you to do some breathing with me. Just, just take some deep breaths. Breathe in. Exhale. One more time. Breathe in. Exhale. I lied. One more time. <laughs> Breathe in. Exhale. Okay, so I'm going to repeat this because, you know, your brain might have been like, what? What? So I'm going to repeat it again, okay? Masturbation is an important part of your sexual development, my sexual development, everybody's sexual development, and it is an important part of who you will, who you are and who you will become as a sexual being. And it doesn't matter how fantastic your partnership or partnerships sex with others is. It's very important to continue to have a sexual relationship with yourself. Okay. Now that we've set that stage, and congratulations for staying if that was hard for you. Okay. Now that we are, we've set the stage of why masturbation is so incredibly important. 
Now let's bring it into relationships. Okay, so here's where things can be. So the first concept that I want to talk to you about is that, okay, you ready? This is going to go against everything you probably have been learned, unless you've been hanging out with me for a long time. <laughs> then this may not be, this won't be the first time I've said this. But no one is responsible for your sexual gratification. And you are not responsible for anybody else's sexual gratification. I know, it's like mind-blowing. I remember when my Tantra teachers taught me this construct, and I was like, what? What do you mean? It's my partner's job to get me off. It's my partner's job to satisfy my sexual needs. What do you mean? What do you mean? And so I remember struggling, <laughs> being like, no. So here, I'm going to go into that a little bit more, okay? So what happens when we set this belief system when we're taught and we're, we're you know we've all been taught this all right um not well not maybe not everybody but majority of us in north america anyways have been taught that it's our partner's responsibility to give us an orgasm to get us off when we are sexually aroused if we're in a relationship we have this been brought up to believe to have this expectation that it's our partner's responsibility to provide that outlet okay so that's kind of where we're moving from so because we're moving from that this is and this is why I'm setting this up is because when we get into like why masturbation within a relationship fucks up the whole thing and everybody's stressed and traumatized and all that kind of stuff you'll understand why okay so when we're really, when we're taught to believe that it's somebody else's responsibility for my sexual gratification, what that does is it prevents me in many ways. So there's a couple of things that it sets up. One, I don't get to be in charge of what turns me on and what doesn't turn me on and how to, I don't get to learn about my body and I don't get to be, I don't get to be, uh, you know, the master of my domain, so to speak. Okay. And I'm at the, I'm at the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm stuck with having somebody else being in charge of my arousal, my arousal response, my orgasmic possibilities. So what if that person may not be very skilled in that department because I don't know what I like. So therefore I can't really show that to them. That's number one. Number two, um, I can't communicate what I want because I don't know what I want. Um, so that also makes it challenging. And three, if you're in a really crappy relationship, so this is another big piece that happens when you're in a crappy relate. A lot of people stay by the way, in really crappy relationships because the sex is good because they're getting their sex her sexual needs met. And the reason that they stay is because they don't know that they can meet their own sexual needs and it's okay to meet their own sexual needs. Okay. So that's one thing that this, these are some of the byproducts of what happens when we believe that somebody else is responsible for my sexual gratification. The second part of that is that when I believe, so if I believe that you're responsible for my sexual gratification and you believe I'm responsible for your sexual gratification, what ends up happening is, is that on the receiving end of that, 
I feel pressure that I'm supposed to gratify you. And if I don't gratify you, then I'm not doing my job. I'm not a good partner. I'm not a good, you know, girlfriend. I'm not a good partner. I'm not a good wife. I'm not, I'm not a good any of those things because I'm not meeting your needs because I'm supposed to meet your needs. So what happens if I'm not in the mood? What happens if I got something else going on? What happens if I'm busy? What happens if, um, you know, I've been sick? What happens, like, what happens when there's, in, within me, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling boom chicka wow wow. I'm not feeling sexually aroused. I'm not in that hoarded space. And so what ends up happening is, is that if I move from this place that I have to, you know, it's my job, my responsibility to get my partner off, what ends up happening is, is that either I don't and I feel bad about myself or I force myself to do so because I feel out of obligation, which of course my partner isn't going to really enjoy. So these are some of the problems that happen when we move from that belief. Now, the biggest one in relation to our topic today is so if I've been taught that I'm responsible for my partner's sexual gratification and my partner is responsible for my sexual gratification, then what happens when one of you's masturbate? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, I can tell you what ends up happening. <laughs> because I have in my, the past, in my past relationships, I've dealt with this. Um, in my, you know, practice, I see clients and couples and students, and this is a conversation I have often, and it's a, a big, big, big problems in a lot of relationships, and it's a cause of pain, a pain point. So what ends up happening is, is that if I masturbate, then my partner is like, you're not choosing me. This is what happens when we move from the, that belief that belief system that both of us are responsible for each other's sexual gratification. Okay, that's belief number one. Belief number two is that you only masturbate if you can't get partner sex. Okay, so that's belief number two. Okay, so with these two beliefs, this is usually how it plays itself out. So one, I'll hide it. Okay, so let's start there. I'm going to hide the fact that I'm masturbating because I know that it's wrong because of those two belief systems, right? My partner is not going to be happy with this. So I'm going to hide it. The minute we start hiding things, the minute our partner or partners intuitively, whether they know it or not, intuitively know that something's up. You're not being, you know, you're not being full, full disclosure. You're not being incredibly authentic and honest. Okay. There's, there's something off. So they go into protective mode and um, not just protective mode, but they also then go into, um, I got to catch you in your lie to prove that you're lying. So now we have mistrust. Okay. All because you happen to be horny and wanted to masturbate. Okay, so this is this is this is where this starts, guys. Okay? Now you're hiding it. You get caught, whether that's somebody checked your history, your your browser history, because you happen to be watching some porn, or somebody found a toy, or somebody walks in on you. Um, so somehow you get caught. 
and your partner now feels betrayed and feels devastated and um, is, you know, upset and angry because we're moving from those two constructs that you betrayed, you, you, you betrayed the relationship because we've been taught to believe that you're only supposed to masturbate if you can't get partner sex. So if partner sex was available and you chose to masturbate, then that means that you're, you're not choosing that person. And if their responsibility is to get you off and you chose not to have them get you off in their mind, it feels like, again, a betrayal that you don't want them and your re and rejection of them. Okay. And while you're masturbating, you might be really angry at your partner because that's why you're masturbating because your partner didn't want sex, isn't into, into that at that place. So you're like, fine, I'll just go do it myself internally, but you don't actually say that to your partner. And now the whole time you're feeling resentful of your partner because uh, you're having to do it your own, yourself. Because again, there's that construct of belief that you know it's your partner's responsibility to get you off and um, you only have masturbation when you can't get partner sex. Okay, so, so those are the constructs that cause a lot of these problems. All right, so what does it look like if you didn't have those thought processes? If you didn't have those belief systems, what, what could it look like? Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> Let's just start there. It's absolutely, it's amazing and freedom and wonderful and arousing and, you know, adds to your relationship and helps with performance anxiety and erectile dysfunction and, you know, um, ejaculation mastery and multiple orgasms. That's where it leads when we change this, our belief system. So let's start with the first belief, okay? First belief is I am not responsible for your sexual gratification. You're not responsible for my sexual gratification, okay? So with that belief system, that means I can be sexually aroused and it's not my partner's responsibility and I don't have to be denied if I want to get off, okay? So when we move from that place and both parties believe that, this is what this can look like. You're feeling kind of frisky. You go up to your partner and you're like, hey, I'm feeling kind of frisky. Would you like to play? And your partner's like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it, but go have fun. And you're like, all right. And then off you go. There's no hiding. There's no stinking. There's no, there's no lying. There's no betrayal, um, you know, and off you go to go explore yourself. And then after you're done, your partner can say, so how was that? And you'd be like, oh, it was great. And then you can open up the dialogue around like, so what did you think about? What were you watching? You know, like normalizing it the same way as like, you know, what did you get at the grocery store? How was your day? Okay. There's a lot of freedom in that because now no one feels expectations, no one's resentful, no one's feeling rejected, all that stuff, none of that stuff exists anymore. When we move from the premise of that I'm responsible for my sexual gratification and you're responsible for yours. Okay. The second thing, second main thought process around this is that masturbation is an important part of who I am as a sexual being. It's not either or, it's not masturbate 
or partner sex, it's masturbate and partner sex. And dropping into that place of being able to have both a sexual relationship with myself or a sexual relationship with yourself and to be able to then bring that to the relationship. Okay. So I may really want to do some exploration and play with myself. And it has nothing to do with uh, my partner or not having, you know, being attracted to my partner or not being attracted to my partner. It, it's just a, I would like to have this fun time. It's like alone time. We all need to have alone time. We need to have moments where we're by ourselves. It's the same construct is that it's important to be able to have moments of sexual exploration by yourself. So what that does is that when you have those moments, and you normalize it so it's normal. Everybody has permission to do so. So there's no shame, there's no guilt, there's no hiding, there's none of that stuff that's happening. What ends up happening is that it becomes this really great playground in which we can learn about ourselves and then we can bring what we've learned to the relationship. So say I was uh, having a, a moment, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go do some self-exploration, masturbation time. And in that masturbation time, I found out that when I tweak my mental this way, this is the sensation that happens. And when I thought about this fantasy that I was playing out in my mind, I, I never thought about before, all of a sudden it created like this huge arousal response. Okay, so say I found, discovered these two things. So I can go to my partner and be like, you know, we're talking about, so how was your day? What did you do today? Blah, blah, blah. You know, going through the motions and of the, of, you know, giving you the lowdown of your day. And you can be like, yeah, and I also did some masturbation today and I just did some self-discovery. I'd love to share with you. Because that's normal, because there is no shame in it, because there's no expectation in it, because there's no, we're not moving from that old belief system, we're moving from this new belief system that having a sexual relationship with yourself is an important part of who you are as a sexual being and how, what you contribute to your relationship is a contribution to your relationship. It's not a denial of your relationship. Um, that conversation is totally normal. And so you can be like, oh, well, I whacked off today because that's my language, right? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I whacked off today. And I, did you know, and I can show my partner that when I tweak my nipple this way, it feels really good. And I was thinking, and I had this really, you know, interesting fantasy that popped into my mind that really got me off. And I really like to share it with you. And maybe, maybe that's something that we might want to explore together or, you know, stuff like that. This opens up this beautiful uh, invitation of your sexuality as being a part of who you are and how you are sharing it with your partner, but your partner is not responsible for it. So what this does is it gives your partner permission to also figure out who they are as a sexual being and continue that journey of figuring out who they are as a sexual being and then coming back and sharing that their sexual discoveries basically with you so that those new discoveries you can then go and explore what does that mean when you guys explore those new discoveries together so it doesn't take away this this it's kind of like alone time when we have moments to go off in the world and be without our partner or partners, depending on relationship styles, 
and you get to explore the world in some capacity, you have more of your own experience to bring back into the richness of your relationship. It doesn't take away from your relationship. It enhances your relationship. When you're codependent, meaning that the other person is supposed to complete you, the other person is responsible for your sexual gratification, you're, the other person is responsible for your happiness and you're responsible for their happiness. Like When you're in this construct of codependency, it sucks out the relationship's joy. At first, it's all encompassing and it feels fantastic. But then what happens is, is that if you don't have those moments of mine, my alone time, my self-reflection, my self-awareness, my self-discovery, whether that's on an intellectual level, emotional level, spiritual level, physical level, sexual level, then over time, you have nothing to contribute to the relationship. Instead of bringing things to the relationship to enhance it, you're actually just sucking from each other and eventually there's nothing to give. And this is one of the things that ends up happening in sexless relationships. Okay, so it doesn't have to be that way. It can be fabulous and free and open and, and you know, you can, you know, still be a team or whatever that means for you. One, two, three, five, <laughs> whatever your team, how many people are on your team. Um, that the key though in that is what is your sexual relationship with yourself and what and giving your partner permission to also have a sexual relationship with themselves. Okay, so that ends part one. Now, how do we make the transition is going to be part two. We're going to talk about which is the exclusive content. So for the only $5 a month, you can see and hear this. <laughs> All right, so Part two, we're going to discover how do we do the transition from the ugly and the bad and the drama and the core values and core belief systems from, you know, uh, moving from that place of uh, you, that it's your job to your sexual gratification is, okay, my responsibility is your, I'm having a brain fart, please bear with me. <laughs> Resetting. Okay, here we go. How do we transition from I own the belief systems that I'm responsible for your sexual gratification and you're responsible for mine to I'm only responsible for my sexual gratification and you are only responsible for your sexual gratification. And how do we make the transition from I only have I only masturbate when I can't get partner sex to Masturbation and having a sexual relationship with myself is the most important part of my sexual development and what that how that contributes of my sexual growth, my sexual development, and how that helps me to show up as a better lover in my relationships when I have partnerships. All right. So you want to spend more time with me. This was a hard conversation. Please visit me at guymorissette.com. It's the hub of all the places and all the things that I do. 
don't forget to listen to My Orgasmic Life. It can be found on all the platforms, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the places that you find your podcasts. And um, don't forget to also, I also host Tickle.Life's podcast. So don't forget to listen to Tickle.Life podcast. All right. That's it. That's all. Have a juicy day. And part two will be available in a couple hours. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye.